to Battle Red Radio. I'm Matt Weston, and this evening I'm joined by the anime to my boy lover. How are you doing tonight, Taylor? I'm doing all right, man. I'm always doing good. You know, we're sitting in the comic book room. It's my favorite room. <laughs> Nothing else beats it at this point. But other than that, you know, I'm just loving some anime over here. Apparently. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to talk about your new present, the new thing you got that you're so proud of? What are you talking about, my new present? Yeah, the thing you I don't know if you want to mention it. What 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 I got my steal of the yeah, century the where the century. I won the lottery. So as a comic nerd where you just blatantly just keep buying and never winning, you're just spending money. But finally, somebody just magically has an item of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles first appearance and they say, Taylor, we don't know what we have, but we want you to buy it here for cheap. Mm-hmm. And you know what I say? Damn, okay. Come to daddy. Yeah. It, it, and then when you open the books and you're like, oh, well, I got them. So this is already a big deal. But then there's signatures from the creators on the inside. I don't want to say that pretty much my heart stopped. I went to heaven. I had essentially what people call an orgasm. I think okay, is what the term what is. <laughs> is that what it's called? I know it's a family uh, show. I don't know if I could say that. It's ascension to a higher plane of that, existence. Okay. That's, what, that's what we'll call it. Yeah. Buddhism with an orgasm. Yes. Yes. All right, so that's pretty much what I felt. And other than that, I just had one complaint here that I did want to bring up. You know, when somebody's at the stop sign and you guys stop at the same time and somebody's turn, you wave them and they're like, no, 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 you come, you come. Listen, I waved you first. Whoever waves first is the one that goes. The other one then goes. You don't just keep waving at me back. Listen, ass, stop doing that. Just go and I wave. Now it's All becoming right. awkward. <laughs> it's just pissed me off today. I, I don't just, know where we're at anymore. Okay, I'm sorry. I just had to bring that up. Well, yeah. yeah I'm, what makes me mad, though, is if I stop and they stop, but I'm going left and they're going straight. And they're like, go. It's like, no, that's dangerous. That I go I mean, after you. You're going straight. It's um, the worst. Well, if you're one of our six million listeners, please... Uh, download, subscribe, tell uh, tell our people listen to the show because every listen gives us money. And I got I got to feed two people because I'm pregnant and I'm eating for two now. And so I have a, a giant baby I need to feed. So please like and subscribe and listen to the podcast like over and over and over again. All right, you, you're going to need to clarify this though because he is not pregnant with me because you know I'm not a woman trying to just be a man here. I'm a man. All right, a hundred percent full body all man. Right. Or little boy, whatever you want to call me. Yeah. I'll take either one. It all works out. So, yes. So, please tell everybody so we can be able to, to feed this giant baby. And You're just you know, so mature these days. The, the Texans don't have a good interior offensive line, but in the year 2042, they may have a pretty good offensive lineman. Who knows? I thought we were going to talk about positive things. I wasn't even going to bring up the Texans. I figured that it was just going to be... Well, a- this is a positive thing. 2042, they may have a good guard. <laughs> all right. So, all right, let's talk about it in 21 years from now. Yes. Oh, and you're going to have a... Ba- so they will be finally able to drink and drive. I guess so. Yeah. I don't know what that means. <laughs> oh, yeah, at that point. They'll, at that point, they'll be 21. Yeah, they'll be big enough to play a professional offensive line, and at the same time, they'll throw their whole career away by drinking and driving. You know, is that what you're saying? If your child is not athletic, I'm probably going to laugh. 
I don't know. Your child is going to be six foot eight and non-athletic, and I'm just going to laugh so hard. Yeah. I hope my five foot four child, whenever that comes, is going to be more athletic than your six foot eight. Who knows? That would be awesome. Who knows what's going to happen? But yeah, please, just like if you listen to it, just listen to it over and over again. That's all you got to keep doing. We got. I got a lot. Of, I have mouse What else are people doing here? They're all complaining about the Houston Texans. I've went right. So for tonight's show, we're going to talk about the AFC preview, NFC preview. All everybody's talking about, though, is the Sean Watson that, Nick Casario this, Jackie should be that. It's playoff weekend, baby. We got Bills. We got the Titans. We got the football team. They're, the gang's all here this weekend. That's what matters, you know? Man, I can't tell with your excitement about playoff weekend because you're wearing a Bills jersey. Josh Allen te- jersey. You're wearing a Bills jersey on a Texans podcast. I can't wait. Do you understand what you're doing right now? You're spitting <laughs> on the face of everybody and just saying, Josh Allen is my guy. Even uh, though you cheated on him so many times this year with Herbert. Oh, my God. He found you in bed with Herbert sometimes. I'm not monogamous. In the sense of football watching. Oh, excuse me. I yeah. didn't know that you went to BYU. Well, no, that's... Some, oh, I guess so. Yeah, see? You got to keep up, man. Yeah, to a, certain ex- to a certain extent. But yeah, I don't know. But I mean, like, well, we're so we're going to do AFC, NFC. I'll probably do a side bonus show because we have some good listener questions. And I think people want to hear more about Nick Casario than the playoffs, which is unfortunate. They, I know. Because like, one of the things I always stay true to is that even if the Texans are bad and stupid, which is 95% of the time, Football is still good and beautiful just about all the time, you know? And I think uh, Texans fans would have been more probably positive, more into it, if maybe their new coaching line was somebody coaching right now. Was and like, it, could, it could be. Uh, Who knows, though? Matt, after the hire, come on. After the hire for GM, you know that <laughs> anybody that's playing right oh, now I think it's going to be either McDaniels, oh, Jared Mayo. Oh, God. This is one. I think it's the Jared Mayo for Kill this reason me. alone. Aaron Wilson is like the B report of the Houston Chronicle. Like five weeks ago, he posted this article. It's like, Jared Mayo's a rising star in head coaching circles. I'm like, he, yeah, we know he played linebacker for the Patriots a decade ago, but nobody's talked about him being a head coach. Nobody. But, now but here's the Houston Chronicle. like, yeah, throwing this out here. And like, one of the things I learned about the Hopkins trade, and I mentioned this earlier this week on the show, is that there's always a nugget of truth in these sort of rumors. I Something agree. like that, there's something there when that occurs. And so I'm 100% waiting for Jared Mayo to be the head coach. Hopefully at least to Brian Dable, who's the offensive coordinator of the Buffalo Bills. Um, he's done an absolutely spectacular job this year, but I don't know. It's all a mess, you know? Well, actually, I think that's what is going to be hurting is the fact where you have a guy, because to your point, whenever you hear a rumor, and it's just the most outlandish rumor, and I'll, put it, I'll give an example. Whenever they talked about for NBA, how Doc Rivers was going to be traded. Yeah. Everybody laughed at that notion. Nobody said anything. But to your point, there's always a little bit of truth in that, that something does happen when something randomly just comes Mm -hmm. up. Now, granted, some people just pull things out of their ass, but with something like a coaching hire, it typically doesn't happen unless it's a qualified person. For sure. Yeah, I completely agree. And like it was funny when the hopping straight happened because that morning was like, Peter King, you're a fat idiot. You're a stupid idiot. (laughs) You're so dumb, Peter King, this and that and that sort of thing. And then, uh, and then it was like an hour, or like, and then it was like the Texans, uh, David Johnson, maybe a trade candidate for the Houston Texans, like, yeah, well, or the Cardinals can give up a fourth round pick to Houston. And then all of a sudden, it's like the Texans are trading DeAndre Hopkins for David Johnson. You're like, okay. This is where we're at. Yeah. Gotcha. And like that, cool. that rumor, that David Johnson rumor started two weeks before, the Hopkins rumor started a few days before, and then Pierre King wrote that thing. 
And like Texans internet's like, idiot, fat idiot, you're stupid idiot. And then now Hopkins is in Arizona just catching speed routes for five yards, you know. Talking about a team that actually disappointed you. You talking about biggest disappointment of the year? That's my team. We'll do that at the end of the year. No, I, I know, do, but that's yeah. my team. Just to bring up that. I got nothing. Yeah. Right, they were my favorite. Disappointing. I, the idea of the Cardinals is beautiful. The yes. way the Cardinals play is not beautiful. No, not good at all. Yeah, Cliff is been much better. Cliff is hot, but he's not uh, a football genius, you know. Exactly. He may look like Ryan Gosling, but he's not up for this role. Oh, oh. there we go. There we go. I like it. So last week, I went one, three and one. You went oh three and one. No, I went one two and one. You went oh three and one. Like Entering the postseason, I'm forty thirty and four. You're 33, 35, and 3. So we're going to talk about the AFC first. I went to a losing record, man. Yeah. God. The last two weeks are rough. They always are. Well, and also we did that week where we both went 0-4 because we didn't make our picks as that's, punishment. That's true. Because we like the way it hurts, you know? Yeah. I don't know. Sometimes it hurts too good. So Saturday at 12.05, Indy, Buffalo. Sunday, 12.05, Baltimore, Tennessee. Sunday night, 7.15, Cleveland, Pittsburgh. 18 out, probably like 20 hours of football this weekend. We got six games. Uh, so we'll go in order of those, I guess, kind of like chronologically. The first game we have here, Indy versus Buffalo. The Bills are six and a half point favorites. This is my Super Bowl on Saturday. Okay, so then, it, which, hold on, hold on. What do you mean it's your Super Bowl? So Let's start there. It's Josh Allen, this beautiful, glowing light. Um, somebody who I've been talking about for you know, three years is being not only like being like very interesting, a lot of fun to watch. It was like he sucks, he's not good. Who cares? Overrated. He looks. No, no, I'm, I'm not passing. talking about any of that portion. Of it. I'm like, whenever his rookie year, when he leaped over Anthony Barr, remember that? I do remember when that. When he stiff armed Anthony Barr, when he outran Anthony Barr the pylon, uh, when he stiff armed JJ, when he was doing all these absurd things, he was like, yeah, he sucks. He can't throw the ball or whatever. I'm like. Yeah, but he can do this. Nobody else can do this. And then, you know, my love has just grown, you know, since then. So it's not only that in this series has been like Josh Allen becoming not only like a legitimate quarterback, but one of the five best quarterbacks in football this season. But also, I hate the Colts. I hate the Colts so much. Like, I don't hate any NFL team, but I hate the Indianapolis Colts. And so and they have a lot of players I like, you know, like I like Philip Rivers. I like DeForest Buckner. I like Julian Blackman. I love Darius Leonard. I like Zach Taylor. They have, they have a lot of players I like, but the Colts is a franchise that above ground swimming pool fill mayonnaise. Those disgusting, uh, pasty corn eating people up there. I hate the Colts, and so if uh, if any loses Buffalo, they're like, I don't know. I'm being a bad spot, you know. I think I'm gonna be in a great spot because that's what I'm kind of hoping for here. That's what you want. I, I, this is what I really want. I want Indianapolis to be able to beat the Buffalo Bills, and it's just because. I think that with their defense on how it's been getting better and better versus the run, obviously it's pretty much with Buffalo Bills how you and I have talked about. If Josh Allen isn't playing the way Josh Allen has been, this team is going to lose. May, potentially, maybe. So you don't think? Only let me let me kind of ask you this then: Do you think Philip Rivers is going to be able to have a good game, or do you think that it's going to be kind of a playoff mistake, Rivers? Uh, well, that's the thing. So that's kind of based on Philip. January is the worst month of his career. Yeah, he's not very good in January. And that's fair. And, um, in losses this year for Philip Rivers, he has a completion percentage of 64.14%, four touchdowns to seven interceptions, sacked seven times, 7.06 yards in attempt, one fumble's lost. And so it's like when Phillips throws interceptions, they usually Dude, lose football yeah, games. Lose. Um, but like also the other thing about this game, and it's kind of unfortunate, I was wishing, I was wishing it was going to be like super windy because one of the reasons that you dra- they drafted Josh Allen is like, well, he has this killer arm and he can throw through 30 miles per hour. They drafted Emmanuel. 
They didn't draft Manuel. No, EJ. EJ Manuel. Yeah. That's why I don't know what they were doing then. <laughs> he didn't even have a strong arm. He was able to throw through the wind. It was even strong. But that's why, like, Mark Sanchez was so bad in the Jets for one reason, you know? Like, as soon as he got cold, he couldn't throw the ball past 10 yards. Um, but it's going to be like, I looked it up the weather. It's going to be uh, a high of 35 Such degrees. A <laughs> yeah. A high of 35, six miles per hour wind. So, Phillips should be okay in that regard. The only concern I have, though, as a Buffalo Bills fan about this game is that Zachary Taylor has taken off these last four weeks. Like, his eyes didn't match his body where he was missing run lanes. Like the run blocking was good, but he wasn't, like, same as blocks very well. He was trying to bounce everything wide too often. Um, the last four weeks, they have a positive DVOA every single game. Uh, Taylor has 84 carries for 560 yards, and that's 6.6 yards and 10 to 7 touchdowns. And that's Taylor only. That's not including their backups at all. And that's kind of a concern with Buffalo. But their Buffalo's defense has been great the last four weeks, though. Well, it's not like I'm really confident in Taylor anyways. Taylor's been so hot and cold when it he's comes to... He's been great the last four weeks. Last four weeks, and I get it. And so it's, it's, he's a rookie, like, too. And I get it, and it's more like you're wanting to be on that hot streak in order to be able to go into the playoffs to continue it. I just... But to what we're talking about, I just... Even though it's so cliche, and we've said it so many times before, this is going to be between the quarterbacks here. Because it's Phillip not being able to turn the ball over, and then you have Josh, where it's not necessarily him turning the ball over. It's like, Josh, you got to be that. He has MVP. to carry him. You have exactly. You're gonna have to carry it with your running, your arm, because their running game. It, I might. It's bad. Opinion, it's it's the only bad. Th- it's the only bad thing that they have is their run game. I don't think it's gonna even work at all for this. So you're already going to the game being like, Hey, Josh, it's all on you, buddy. Well, but That's I, hard. But I think defensively, though, they can play it close enough. That's to, what you have to hope. I think they can't. Like the Colts don't have a great offense, and there's not like a matchup they have available to them. Like really, like their best no, matchup is Zach Taylor. It's like because the Colts have. A, I mean the the Bills have great safeties that can like cut on drives that the crossing routes they run. They have fast linebackers. Uh, they can blitz well in the interior as well too. They have a pass versus just like eight deep, and it's played really well lately. And I don't think there's like a matchup that the Colts really have offensively be able to attack Buffalo. But really, like I think it's going to come from it's a close game. And we're just running the ball and Taylor. We ran the ball for 200 yards against them, you know. And they're playing a lot of nickel or they go 4-3. Now we're able to take some shots, you know. You know what? I just think that maybe Buffalo won't win because of Allen's fans. And, you know, whenever ESPN made that comment about Josh Allen's fans and how they're just they, – they like the American flag. It's about the dogs. And if you look at their posts – you know what I think this has come down to? By the way, it's a big controversy on ESPN. You should probably look at this. Oh, really? Out. Oh, yeah. It was actually a big deal. <laughs> the it's all news to me. He blatantly said this. Being like, that's why I hate Josh Allen. Really? That's why? Because his fans like America? <laughs> yep. But what I wanted to really say to this, and this is why I bring the this Marxist up. The Marxist one. The reason why people hate Buffalo fans is because of you. And it's because of that jersey that you're wearing right now. Do you understand how <laughs> disgusted I am sitting across from you while you're wearing a 17 jersey? This is bothering to me. I, okay. I'm not even a Texas fan. This disturbs me. I wear this only for the postseason from here on out. Uh, I got this as a gift, so it's not like I, w- I bought this with my own money. I got God, this as a gift. So I'm so sick of it. I save it for the postseason. And whenever Buffalo plays Houston, of course. Of course. Because uh, yeah. why wear your own team's jersey? Well, I have an Andre Johnson jersey, but I'm saving it for another day. Hey, Andre always deserves like, so many jerseys to be hanging up for him. We should always, you know what? Let's just have an Andre jersey day. Okay, that's what we need. One one day of the year, we're Andre. One jerseys. day of the year, we have to wear just Andre stuff. I love it because I talk about Andre. I got like three years after he retired. It was twenty bucks in the store. It's like you know they have like seven left in a box somewhere. I'm like, all right, I'll take. This it. Sounds good. I'll take it. <laughs> so, um, so Buffalo's defense the last four games: sixty nine points allowed, seventeen point two five a game. 
They post a negative DVOA every week except for against Denver. In that game against Denver, they were up 41-13, and they got some kind of garbage time points. And they had a good like power run scheme against Buffalo. And again, like that's again, I, I think the one thing Indiana could possibly, Indianapolis possibly be able to do is run the ball against Buffalo. Um, especially they run more power run plays, not necessarily like the outside zone, that sort of thing too. And so that's where you're kind of – so you would, in this case, trust Buffalo's defense more than Indy's defense? Um, no. Because well, what okay. do you trust in here? So, but it's, Indy, not, it's not that – I trust Indy's defense more, but this is a terrible matchup for Indy's defense for two really? reasons. One, they play a lot of zone coverage, and the best mm-hmm. way to attack it in the short game is to stretch it horizontally. The Bills are great playing empty with five wide receivers where you're stretching the zone defense apart. Allen has, like, a really quick release – he has a pretty smart brain. Um, he's able to find pretty matchups smart. pretty quickly. Yeah, he's not like Tom Brady. Of course. But he's like... He's a, okay. He's like a 3.0 GPA. <laughs> uh, but also, he has like really great... He has a really great arm, so he can like really fit the ball in between these holes that seem outlandish for most quarterbacks that he's able to make stuff out of. And then if nothing's open, he has that speed to be able to get out and make plays with his feet from there. That's one thing. The second thing is that Indy has a bad... Not bad, but it's a below average deep pass defense. And one of the things that... Allen has figured out this year and why he kind of took off is that his deep passing game has been great this year. And whenever they're able to get... And it's not even Diggs, but it's also like Gabriel Davis. No, come on, it's Diggs. Let's get Diggs. But what I'm saying, like, Diggs will probably get a lot of matchups against Xavier Rhodes, which he'll win. He's a lot better than Rhodes is. But the the guy you need to attack is Rocky Sin. He's, like, strong. He's physical. But he's not that fast. You're getting excited. I'm very excited. He's not that fast, though. And so, like, if you're able to run trips to one side, get one versus one on the other side against Jusin, uh, that's how you set up your deep pa- your deep ball matchups. And like, Allen has to hit those throws. And like, if Allen like completes three deep passes, that's probably be enough for them to win this game. Yeah, I'll agree with that. I figure that whoever, whichever quarterback has the three TDs and one interception, that's who's going to win the game for me. Yeah, that's that makes where sense. I feel like that the other one is going to have not a very good game. I feel like one of these quarterbacks are going to throw it. And to be honest with you, even though I'm going to talk a lot of smack here saying that the Colts are going to win the game because I hope so since you're wearing that jersey and I get to laugh at you in the process, I don't know who's going to win this. And is that why this is kind of your Super Bowl? Because do you think that if Buffalo wins this, is this their hardest matchup that then they could easily go in besides obviously Kansas City? But any other team besides Indy, do you think that Buffalo would just be able to beat? Well, I mean, I think they can. I I mean, yeah, I I, think. I, I do. I think they can beat Tennessee. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I think this would be, in my opinion, their hardest. I don't think this would be the hardest one. I say it's going to be the hardest. Um, I don't think so. I think Indy is like their average in offense, and they have a really good defense, but their defense poses, like, again, it's not a good matchup for their defense, though. I'm still going to be a fan of this, man. I'm well, all about this. One of the other things I'm really excited to watch is the Colts have like really great coverage linebackers with Anthony Walker and Darius Leonard. I mean, they play their their four three. Okariki is really good too. But just like watching like Darius Leonard sit in the short middle and spying Allen, kind of picking and choosing when he's going to blitz, and then watching Allen kind of like watch him and try to escape the pocket, and watching Leonard uh, chase after him is probably like my favorite part of watching this game. Watching those two go at it. Yeah, watching them just kind of eye f each other. Yeah, that's <laughs> what's going to be like. What are you going to do? Leonard's going to be gonna like do? in the a gap and then going out the a gap and going on the flat and try to send the slants and things like that. <laughs> and Allen's be like, oh. I'm gonna um, go in, you go out. Well, and Dable's a wild man too. Like their last year when they played Houston, they threw John Brown threw a touchdown pass to Josh Allen. 
Um, they tried a wide variety of things, like Josh Allen went full Josh Allen in the second half, and you know took that like 28 yard sack loss against Jacob Martin, and those sort of things occurred. They kind of screwed up in that game. They they still own a, they still like almost end up winning it as well too. Um, but like Dable has some stuff up his sleeve, and like good offensive corners have been able to attack the Colts defense pretty well. Like even Jay Gruden was able to crane offense that. Gardner Minshew in 19 for 20 against in their week one win. And the Jaguars won zero games after that. Um, Houston, even like with, you know, with Watson and their five wide receiver sets and their wide receiver sets were Chad Hansen, uh, Brandon Cooks, uh, Kiki Cutie, Stephen Mitchell, Jordan Aikens. Like with those sort of guys out there, Watson was able to spread them um, really well and be able to, you know, have like have two games where they almost scored 30 points against them until they screwed up in the red zone at the very end. And both those matchups, and like compare that to Buffalo, where you have Cole Beasley, you have Dawson Knox, you have Stephon Diggs, uh, you have Gabriel Davis, you have Isaiah McKenzie, and John Brown's back too. And he was ridiculous in that Miami game. Like what he did at Byron Jones was despicable in that double move in the end zone. Hey man, it's a lot of weapons. I'm not trying to take anything away from that. I know that you're so bloviating about everything that Buffalo has right now, but it's okay. I just think that Indy, you're kind of underselling some of their weapons that they have because T.Y. has now turned it on. T.Y. is now, you're saying they don't Because he played Houston, and he's like, oh, I know how to play football again. No, No, he was bad. T.Y. has turned it on the past four weeks in a way. No, I'm saying he... one so-so out of that. I'm saying he was just bad, and then he played Houston. He had like 175 yards. Like, oh, I know how to play football again. And then he took (laughs) off from there. So whenever you're saying, oh, I don't know if they... Was it Pascal's even there? They have some... Pascal's getting slow. Exactly. They have some weapons that they're going to be able to work with. It's just really coming down to if Phillip Rivers' sidearm is going to be able to get it there. It just is the one thing I worry about with these old quarterbacks, how it's just more... Their arms look like flat tires. His has been like this for like three years now, four years now. And it's funny because even though when he throws the ball, it seems like he's putting everything he has into it like it's a life force. (laughs) He's losing a part of his life force as he throws a Hail Mary. And for me, it looks like he's holding a giant bowl of soup. (laughs) I'm going to throw it at you. I'm going to do it. (laughs) Yeah, and he's like trying not to spill it. At the same time, he's trying to throw the soup too. Uh, But yeah, I mean like, I think the one thing they did with Hilton that was good is they used him in the slot. And so they're able to throw deep passes out there, which is good for uh, Phillip Rivers with his arm strength issues because by having him in the slot, him throwing the middle, it's your know, geometry. It's shorter throwing ahead of you than through the sideline. And so like, using Hilton that way has been able to open up their deep pass game a little bit too. But it's mainly crossing routes, though, you know? Yeah. It's a ton of crossing routes. It's still being able to give the guy the confidence that he needs in order to be able to perform on the place because – Man, I just think this is going to be a really good matchup between the two teams. And I'm even surprised. What was it, six points, you said? Yeah. That's insane. I think it makes sense. Nah, six points? Yeah. What was Indy's final thing? Was it 11 and 5? Yeah. They, if You know, if we didn't have the 17, they would have made the playoffs this year. Yeah. 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 So, it's this is a good team. I'm not saying they're, I'm not saying they're bad. I, they are a good team. Um, I just think you're it's a tough matchup for him because you're just in love with Buffalo so much. You just can't get the Allen out of your eyes. in my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> I can't well, get the that Josh taste out of your Allen. eyes. The Allen out of your mouth. Okay. There you go. Um, the other well, I think the one thing that Indy has to do to win this game, you know, more than anything, is they have to create interior pass rush. So the Bills' interior uh, offensive linemen are Botker, Mitch Morris, and John Feliciano. And like that left guard spot's been like you know, Bacher and Brian Winters, and it's kind of been like their Achilles heel there this year. 
Um, but by like getting DeForest Buckner in there with Danico Autry, getting some shots in there with Grover Stewart there, like that's where like Indy has to create their pass rushes on the interior. And then by doing so, like it's hard for Allen to escape that. And then opens up the chance for like Justin Houston to be like more wide and looping to try outrun Daryl Williams and his pass sets too. And so like I think that's what they're gonna have to do. Like Allen still makes makes mistakes. It's like he that you can pick him off. But not and this year. Not like he still does like, it sometimes. Not the same extent as last year, yeah. and not to Philip Rivers level. But you he can make some mistakes here and there. And it's like Indy has to create interior pressure to force him into that. And you have to capitalize on when he misses too. I just feel like this year, uh, usually I'd agree with you, but I'm not going to have you badmouth your boyfriend here. I don't think there's any mistakes that the guy's made. I'm just like, he's throwing like, dropped interceptions. He's fumbled the ball. You know, like, he's still like, he's still a little, there's still a little bit of wild man in him. It's been very few incidents this sure. year versus, versus previous. And like, I'm like, what we're talking about, this is, if Josh, I'll put it this way. It's very hurting in ways that this is a quarterback award when it comes to the MVP and that Aaron Rodgers had the season that he had. Because Aaron Rodgers is such a douchebag. Even hearing him in freaking interviews is the worst. But it sucks because it, without Rodgers, was Allen the best quarterback this year? I, I still put him behind Mahomes. Mahomes is different. Mahomes is pretty much like at a tier. Yeah. Like you're just hoping to hit that tier, so I don't really count that. But if we're strictly talking about year-wise... Yeah, I think it goes... Yeah. It goes... Mahomes, oh, it was Rodgers, Mahomes. I still have Rodgers over Mahomes this well, you year. Have to. It's and it's mainly because like Mahomes had got, gets to sleepwalk. You know what I mean? Oh, like he's so good, and their offense is so good. Man, they know what they're the doing. Switch, man. It's yeah, not fair. And then I would say it goes Allen, and then I guess to Sean Watson. Yeah, I, I just Allen this season has just been so impressive, and I just truly hope that it does carry into the playoffs because if Indy's defense, to your point, is able to get in his face, able to stop him, able to contain him for being able to get outside, even try to run or even think about running, it's going to be a rough one. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and Buckner has really long arms. He can bat stuff in the center of the field, maybe yeah. create tip interception. Um, I really want to see Josh Allen try to farm to Forrest Buckner. I hope you see it. <laughs> I, I really do because I hope that you see it and then they lose. Just because you'll get that one. <laughs> That's fine. Your face well, I mean, you are right, though. Like, if they win this game, there's the path to Kansas City. There you is. know, because like, if they win this game, they would probably play. Um, they either play Tennessee or Baltimore next. And either one of those. Teams. Well, no, no, they would. Yeah, they play. No, they play no Pittsburgh defense. probably next. Tennessee has no defense. If they win this game, they play Pittsburgh next. Pittsburgh actually. Sucks. Uh, Let's go through that. They're not gonna play. Yeah, they would Pittsburgh's beat, awful. They beat Pittsburgh probably, but yeah. I mean, I think we're all set for the only my only concern though. It's like remember last year, like yeah, we're gonna get Baltimore, Kansas City. I can't wait. I and then you. Tennessee's like, no, we're not doing this. <laughs> and so I, and like right now, that's kind of how the feeling is. Like I want Allen, I want Mahomes, and then who knows, you know, what could potentially um, break that up from occurring at the same time too. So, who's your pick for this one? My pick, I am gonna be sticking with Indy, and this is gonna be without the points as well. I'm going to be going Indy 35, and I'm going to have some Josh Allen 32. I don't think Indy scored 35 points in one game this year. They, I think they did against Minnesota, and I think they scored like 10 offensive points. Here's my point, though, on why I have to pick the 35. Because, yeah, usually I'd agree with you and all that. But they're going to have to. Because I think that no matter what, Buffalo's getting at least 28. Yeah. So that's where I'm at. They're going to be around that area with Buffalo. I don't see Buffalo ever getting more than, or less than that. But when it comes to Indy, you gotta hit the thirty mark. Yeah. If you don't, it's 
You know, you know, Buffalo's last four weeks of points were. Do I? Because they scored. They've scored one sixty-eight the last four weeks, which is forty-two a game. Yeah, like, like they like casually put up thirty-one against dude, Miami in the you, first half. You have to be able to. And that included a punt return touchdown too, but doesn't matter. They're gonna have to score points. Uh, I Buffalo winning thirty-one to twenty. Three. You got a boring game. I don't think it's... I you think guys, it, like, Josh Allen domination and Indy not doing anything. It's not really... Jo- I think Josh Allen's been really good. Because, again, like, this is a really good matchup for him just playing against his own defense. They can stretch horizontally. But it's also, like, I just don't like Phillip in the playoffs. I don't like Phillip outside in the cold, you know? And that and that's fair. But you did look at the weather, weatherman. I wish, it was, I wish it was windier. Yeah. If it was 15 degrees... It's over. I'd be like, they're I, winning by 27. We're done. We're done. Yeah. Just chalk it up. Well, that's kind of a good thing about Buffalo, too. If they win this game, they get the next home playoff game. And then you kind of open up, like, what Roethlisberger's going to throw in the wind? No, Roethlisberger's probably frozen. Like, any part of his <laughs> body is just, like, not going to work. Arthritis coming in. I'm going to try a Raya game preview, and I'm going to tell the Roethlisberger section the fountain of Keystone Light. <laughs> so the fountain of you. Why don't you just call it when no means yes? Oh, I'm not doing that. The sexual assault is very serious, and okay, it's an important problem that's plagued America. All right, I'm leaving. The next game on Sunday at 12 o'clock in the AFC, Baltimore versus Tennessee. These are my two favorite games this weekend. This game and then uh, the game we just talked about. Okay, I have a lot of hope for this game, and yeah, it's not good hope. I the really Titans are three-and-a-half-point underdogs. That's disgusting to me. I hope that Baltimore— You and I— you know what? Continue. Do you want me to go first on this one? Because I'm actually oh, dis- I mean, uh, I'm I'll, disgusted by everybody in this game. So the last two games these teams played, play Tennessee's two and zero. They won in overtime earlier in like week eight this year, week ten. I can't remember. And they also won the postseason last year in their first matchup. Baltimore went zero and four and fourth down. They had three turnovers. Uh, Tennessee went three for three in the red zone, and Ryan Tannehill completed eight passes that game. One of which was like a thirty-four or forty-yard touchdown on Khalif Raymond in the center field. Uh, Baltimore had five hundred thirty yards, and Tennessee had three hundred. They won by you know two possessions pretty easily. In their second matchup, Tennessee didn't have Roger Saffold, but they're able to actually like attack Baltimore one versus one on the outside with AJ Brown and Corey Davis. Uh, they pick up the blitz really well. They ran that fake punt. They went one for three in the red zone that week, which is a little surprising. Baltimore actually completed a deep pass to Mark Andrews, which never happens for Lamar Jackson. And then in overtime. Harold Landry sacks Lamar Jackson. They get the punt, and then you have Derrick Henry running the score to beat him in overtime. So it was like a real Baltimore game in the sense that, except for the red zone touchdown stuff, everything else, or it was a real Tennessee game aside from the red zone touchdown stuff. And my only concern about Tennessee is that they have to play football a certain way to win games. And more often than not that they're, they're able to, but if they turn the ball over, if they don't convert on fourth down, if uh, they miss their challenges... If they or like if Mike Rabel pushes out and doesn't go for him fourth down when he should like that Green Bay game uh, when they got blown like forty to fourteen they had it on the forty yard line they had fourth and like six he punts it it goes in the end zone for twenty yards of field position it changes and they're down twenty one zero it's like things like that they can't do and like they have to play their own brand Tennessee football whenever they do and the game's close they usually win whenever they don't they have games like Cleveland that happen like Green Bay that happen like Cincinnati that happen. Um, where they kind of lose some weird games here and there because of it. 
I would disagree with you. Actually, like on everything that you just said, like a lot of it, I tuned it out because I really was angry with a lot of what you were just saying there. I'm just yeah, telling you the facts. You know this what? is what happened. I don't care about what your facts are. I go about I view here. Okay. You know what the eyes tell me? What you feel in your nuts? That's what you go with. You know what? If that's what you want to call my eyes, sure. We'll it's go the from same there. thing. Is that, that what you look at every day? Because uh, I want the, you to look at my eyes. So the, whenever you say that, you're talking about these. The nuts are the eyes of the genitals. That's what they always say. That's not what they say. Yeah. So that's not what they say. Who says this? Well, that's what they always say. I don't remember this. <laughs> Either way, my main point to this on why I disagree with you, man, I feel like that Tennessee on defense especially, they don't they do not do anything. They're terrible. They're, they don't do they anything. They won the five worst defenses in football. So whenever you're on their offense, you saying, oh, they're not going to do this and this. I feel like they're going to go for every fourth down. They should. I, I feel like that Tennessee is just going to be pulling out all the stops with passing, trick plays, running, just Derrick Henry shoving people. No matter what, I just feel like that Tennessee is used to just always knowing that your defense isn't going to help. Well, and also they don't have a, a kicker at all either. No, 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 they do. You like Sloman? Oh, my God, do I love this man. Because <laughs> I, he's he a tank. The, he's the real deal. I Tim, don't know. What are you talking about? Gutskowski, he always I'm had, not saying Gutskowski's great at all. But he always had stuff in his head that made yeah. him be like, dude, I don't trust that guy. Now this you big trust, boy. You trust Sloman, though. I'm loving this guy. Well, it's funny because he nailed the one against Houston and they got iced. The second one, you know, it spins, hits the goalpost head on, and flips back around through it somehow. I mean, do you know what it does to the confidence of that guy? He he must be on cloud nine. And it's not even, oh, look, I beat the Houston Texans. It's more like, dude, that kick shouldn't have gone in. I don't understand cloud nine. Like, what does that mean? So what it means, I, the only way I can truly describe it is like me hitting a punt. No, no, but like I don't know why it's cloud nine. Like, why isn't cloud 11? Like, where did that come from? I thought like I understand it. Okay, though. hold on. Are you trying to throw a philosophy question to me right now? I just wonder we if you knew. Time for this. I just wonder if you knew. By the way, I don't. <laughs> I, I thought no it was like idea, something yeah. maybe. Hey, I'm anime boy lover, so I figured this was something anime related. Whenever they talked about class, makes it maybe so. That's it. I really thought. Uh, maybe I'm wrong. Well, but like I guess like my point about the kicking, regardless of anything about Sloman or not, I think every single time they're on the 40 yard line. The thirty-five yard line, go for it. No, no, you. If and it's I fourth and four, go for it. This, yeah. Like as good as like Humphreys is, as good as Peters is, I think AJ Brown and Corey Davis are better. The Ravens aren't very good covering tight ends. I think John Smith is really good. Even Ferkser got him really good in their AJ matchup Brown. last year too. I love um, that man. Brown was great against them in their earlier matchup this year. He was I incredible. Think, I think AJ Brown is just so freaking good. Talking about an underrated receiver who is just going to be the next big thing. You're talking about my next watch for next year. It's A.J. Brown. He is going to be top five wide receiver. I like everything about him, too. Me, too. I guess persona, his demeanor, his personality. It's what you want out of a receiver. I would give anything to put A.J. Brown's demeanor, everything, into Amari Cooper. That's a $20 million guy, Amari. Do you know how to pay attention to somebody? That's what you act like. That's what you do. That's how big you look, you Mm -hmm. son of a bitch. (laughs) But that is my whole thing. I The Tennessee Titans have been fun. Because in a way, it's like the Kansas City Chiefs, and what I mean but with by the that, worst without the pass defense, exactly. And that's kind of where, no matter what, we're just going to score points. We yeah. have to score points. We're going to score forty points because we have to in order to win the game. And I think that's going to be the same thing with here. Well, and they have a top five offense this year. Oh, dude, it's uh, it's insane what this offense is. And it's funny because like you know there are some questions about like red zone touchdown rate regression. Ryan Tannehill regression this year is like, no, this is what we are, and we're going to be even better at it. 
Um, going back to what I was talking about with about Titans brand football, this is probably like the best stat that I found. Um, thinking about this game, you're very, very hard. I was about to say hardly, but that's not a word at all. Very hard, but hardly. Very hardly. I was really thinking very hardly about this game. <laughs> but in Tennessee, in the games that they won, they ran 376 plays to the lead in the course of 11 games. In the games that they lost, they ran only 15 plays to the lead in those five losses. Really? Yes. Only 15 plays to the lead when they lost. In five losses, they ran 15 plays to the lead. Interesting. So again, it kind of goes back to like they have their brand of football. The game has, and that doesn't include include ties at all. The game needs to be close. They need to have a lead, and then they need to be able to play like their weird, bizarre version of you know meth mouth, hillbilly, country cousins football. Yeah, but it's kind of like I'll put it this way: if it's fourth quarter, Tennessee is up seven. They're going to win probably. And, and that's what I was going to say. If Tennessee has, has the ball, you're kind of like, oh, this is over. Yeah. This is kind of this is kind of done. Or if they're up by like three or if it's tied. You're you like, just, yeah, they're probably going to win this game. You know what they're going to do in the end. And it's so impressive at the same time because the defense at this point, and we talked about it, the defense on this point for the other team is just, please don't give it to Derek. Just don't give it to him. I promise. Like, We'll like back I'm so off. Tired. Like we'll back off a little bit. Just don't give Derek the ball because mm-hmm. you see that defenders. What they'll do is they'll run at him and then they'll just turn around. Like, oh, he juked me. He didn't juke you. Uh, whenever he gets, they get juked on the outside, yeah. I was like, no, nah, I'm just following. Exactly. Oh, look, I he messed me up. No, he didn't. He just you don't want to get hit. Which I get maybe. I, I think he's. That. I think he's just juking though. I don't think he's, he's so juking. fast. He's such a good dancer. I think more than anything, he's a scary human being that nobody wants to get hit by. Um, so in their matchups against each other, Derrick Henry was at 58 carries, 328 yards, 5.6 yards a carry, one touchdown in their last two games. Again, he's a running back. I have a question. This is going to be a poll question. Who would you rather get hit by, the bus or Derrick Henry? The bus in his prime. Uh, I'd rather get hit by the bus. Me too. That's my point here. <laughs> like Would that. you? I'd rather get hit by the bus than stiff armed by Derrick Henry. Yeah. Like he stiff arm. He stiff arm guys back to the practice Matt, squad. That's <laughs> my point. It's like whenever you hear the nickname the bus, you're like, okay. But then yeah, but he's just. It's like he's tackling you with like three yards of speed. It's not like Henry, you know. Henry's mean. Yeah, <laughs> and he's also like a really great dancer at the same time, where he's just like salsaing three defenders and getting the open field too. He's just mean to people. Uh, t- uh, Ryan Tannehill against Baltimore, 29 for 45, <laughs> 347 yards, four touchdowns, one interception, 7.7 yards in attempt, uh, which is really funny that they have two wins. He's only thrown 45 passes. But here's the opposite side of that, because like, in these games they played, the first one, Tennessee had to lead the entire time, and Baltimore starting to keep up. Lamar Jackson threw 88 passes in their two matchups, 54.5% completion percentage, 551 yards, two touchdowns, three interceptions, their run, their run pass ratio was sixty two to eighty eight. The Ravens can't have that. Matt, I don't, I don't like this team. And you know what? I'm really pissed off at you. I'm pissed off at the media. I'm pissed off at everybody. Don't be mad at me. I just told no. you what the media was gonna say. But then last week, last week you jumped on that bandwagon. Saying, I didn't well, say you know that. I said I don't you know. Said that you said I don't know. I kind of like a little something we call kind of liking them. I still something we call Dude, in the business. Let me fit. In the business, you know, what we call that we call but, that we call that cliffhanger. But that's not even me. Like, oh, I'm trying to. No, that's not even me trying to hate on what you're saying. That's me going, Matt. You 
We said this together, and then you go against it in a way, but yet it's still it's called cliffhanger. True. There's com- no cliffhanger. This came true. The, yeah, I told you it was gonna happen. Yeah, but- so they're they're Baltimore's last five weeks. I thought you were talking about what I said last episode, which I said last episode yeah. for a cliffhanger for this episode. I hate you. Uh, but yeah, Baltimore is six and five. It's like they're gonna win all five games and they're gonna crush teams and then be like, "Look who's looking great." But you were Look the one who's that- ready for <laughs> it. So Baltimore beat Dallas, Cleveland, Jacksonville, the New York Giants, the Bengals. They uh, went five and zero. Oh, their point differential is plus ninety seven in those five wins. And now here we are, and they're gearing they're gearing up for their playoff uh, run. And Lamar's owned to in the playoffs so far, too. Which, so that's kind of the real big question here. Without it, like all the jokes aside, is this kind of like a big, big thing for Lamar? Would you call this I think like a next, big deal? I think if they if next year they lost the first round playoffs again, I think so. So you're not, because I mean, if you were to lose, that's 0 3. Yeah. That's. 0-4 be a little bit different for me. 0-4 be different. 0-3, but yet you lost to the Tennessee Titans for the third time as well? That just doesn't sound good to me. The Titans are, are a weird creature. They are a weird creature. And granted, <laughs> the Titans, um, they are just so much fun this year, too. I, I think love the AFC them. is great. There's going to be so much action overall. I just hate the Ravens. And it's because Lamar has not changed. Yeah, for sure. There's it's like you no watch these other quarterbacks. You watch what Mahomes did. You yeah. watch what Watson's done. You've watched watch what, what Allen's done. Dies. But, I mean, like, Herbert, this is him his rookie year. It'd be like if Herbert never got better, which he should do. But Lamar hasn't gotten better, though. It's, there's no even, like, uptick. In a way, if Lamar doesn't transition or doesn't show me something new, and you know what? Even if they play the same way, and it's just, oh, hey, they... They won the game. He just played the same. I'll take the win because at least it's something in a certain direction that I can get behind. Mm -hmm. But you going 0-3 and you playing the same way that you always have where there's no type of change, guess what? You're Carson Wentz. Yeah. Well, you're you're more like... You're you're somebody. You're somebody that doesn't like change. But you're staying the same. You're not getting worse. Like Carson became the worst quarterback in the NFL this year. Yeah, that, but that's he, the difference. He though. tried. <laughs> I know he's still the worst quarterback in the league this year. I don't know. Uh, I try to give the guy that just the doesn't one, change. So the biggest thing for Lamar though is the Titans have the worst defense against tight ends. This like Mark Andrews in the last two in their two games against each other. Uh, Mark Andrews right here. He was at. I don't know where he's at. Where are you at, Mark? Where are you at, Mark? Come here, Mark. Come on. I'm trying to find you. Get your Andrew over here. See what I, I drew a line to it. I don't know where you're at now, Mark. Oh my God, I don't know, but he's had like I, oh nine catches, fourteen targets, 135 yards, a touchdown in two matchups. He needs to have that in this matchup for them to win this game. Yeah, I would agree completely. Like he has to. Well, no matter what, somebody has to be the guy for Lamar. You're not going to be able to just pull this off with your legs. Marquise Brown's been bad in their two matchups. But it's also, too. what are we expecting here? Because to kind of go off of even still, since we're going on Ravens, do you think their defense is going to be able to do anything against the Tennessee offense? Well, they're. I think to a, in a certain extent, I think the problem for them though is they play a lot of cover three, which is like helps out in the run game. But like it just you're just baited and again beat by the play action passing. And again, like as good as Peters is, as good as Humphreys is, uh, or Humphrey is, like again, I think Davis and Brown are better. Like I think Dav- yeah. Davis is oh, better yeah. than Peters. And I think Brown is better than Humphrey, which is like kind of what happens if you're a really good receiver against a, cor- a really good cornerback. And again, like they only play single high, and it just you get baited out, get you get beat, baited into those deep play action passes. 
Okay, so can I can we just call the Tennessee Titans the Mean Girls from now on, where you have Tannehill, Henry, AJ Brown? They're the Mean Girls, dude. I just thought is Davis of it. the fourth? Yeah, Davis could be Lindsay Lohan. That's just coming into the group. No, but Davis has been there the longest though. Tannehill is Lindsay Lohan for but, sure. Yeah, but yes. yeah, I guess he would have to be. Yes, but I oh guess him and AJ Brown came great. at the same time. Yes, they become friends at the end. By the way, of the movie, so either way, this works out really well. Which it was a very rocky start with Tannehill. You know what? Tannehill's Lindsay Lohan. I think it was pretty hot to begin with. Regina George, who you think that is? Derrick Henry, Marcus Mariota. No, Marcus Mariota isn't playing. I know, but that's the point: is that they didn't like. He took over his job. He becomes. I wanted to make a Tannen- nice comparison. No, nah, it just doesn't. On it, it just doesn't work that well. Then. It's because you're wearing a freaking Josh Mariota Allen jersey. Has this to is be what Regina you do George. whenever you wear this jersey. You think you're better than me? I don't just think I'm better than you. Seventeen. Bet that's how you like your boys. Ooh. Well. We got groom them until they're 18. Okay. <laughs> I'm not fine. I don't want to do this anymore. Oh, <laughs> uh, damn. Uh, the last, I don't think I've, the last thing I want to say, though, for Baltimore is they don't get very much front four pressure. And so, like, even if they win this game, they play the next round, I think this is one of the problems that they've had. Like, Yannick is, hasn't been very good this year. Calais has been very good this year. Judon's their only real pass rusher. And, like, I understand you can blitz Tannehill and that sort of thing. I think if, if it's. Wouldn't. I don't even know what you do against this team. I don't, I don't know. know. Like, they're they're weird. They're just so weird. I mean, if, if Baltimore goes up 10-0, they're going to win. If the game is close... I'd agree with that. Yeah, if the game is close and it's a real 10... Like, you'll know in the first 10 minutes who's going to win this game or not. So, with that being said, Tennessee three and a half point underdogs. Who do you got? What? What did you say? Three and a half points? Yeah, so if you pick Baltimore, they have to win by more than three and a half. Yeah, hold on, hold on. Well, I'm definitely not picking that. What? I'm just telling you. Who makes these odds? Las Vegas does. We're freaking making bets. We're, th- we're calling Sam. All right, let's tell Sam. Sam, if you're listening. Unless you want to do. What? All right, either way. I say 100. If 100 each or 100 together? Dude, you want to do 100. Usually, I if, have... We'll go through all the games. All right. If I'm not confident about anything else, we'll Peace do it. This game? Okay. Tennessee, easily I have for the win. I'm going to have Tennessee, 38. I'm going to have Lamar Jackson and company, 27. All right. Um, so my thing with this game is that if it was more like Tennessee were seven-point favorites, I would be inclined to pick Baltimore. But with Tennessee at three and a half point underdogs, there's no way. There's no way. There's no way. There's no like, like there Like, even if Baltimore upsets them or, like, wins this game, there's still, like, there's that's an insane pick that, to make. Why is Baltimore getting this credit? I really hope I didn't write that down wrong. Either way, yeah. But you, I, I, have t- I have Tennessee winning um, 28 to... Either way, I have Tennessee clearing whatever freaking they have. So to 25. I think it's a weird... point win by them. I think it's weird. You should probably look it up for your odds since you're making it that close. You're trying to cheat as always. No. Cheater. I'll double check one last time. Yeah, you should. Yeah, I'm down to do 100 on this game, depending on... Depending on I got yeah. $100 this weekend. That's fine. Totally We got 100 bet. together. Yeah. Well, yeah, dude, you're supporting three now. Yeah. Yeah, dude. I got eat for two. By the way... Oh, my God, Matt. Twins runs in your family. We're not doing this. Oh, my Lord. There is a possibility. No, we're not yes. doing this. Dude, Megan tells me all the time. Megan's the only one. No, that but that me. was different for because my mom was like forty-seven when she had twins. It doesn't matter. It it's like still your happens. body's like just trying to just trying to get it all out of there. Nope, that's not how that works. Yeah, that's, that's how that works. Maybe if you're the Weasleys from Harry Potter, but not uh, here. No, you don't. You can t- say whatever you want 
but you can't say anything on my family. Yeah, Tennessee plus three. What? Yeah. Call Sam now. We'll text him tonight. We'll come up. We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. The last game, Cleveland, Pittsburgh. The Steelers are six-point favorites. Um, so it makes him Rudolph. The Browns won 24-22 against Ben Roethlisberger. The Browns lost 7-38. Uh, Pittsburgh doesn't have Bud Dupree, but Alex Heisman has played very well in his absence. You know, Devin Bush has been hurt for the majority of the year, but Avery Williamson has stepped in. He's played pretty well. And like their other defensive line injuries aren't there at all anymore. Um, Tyson Alu-Alu is playing again. Like Chris Warmley has been really good on the interior too. Chicolo is okay. But like the Steelers like front seven's healthy aside from Dupree uh, pretty much this year. And I think, you know, they're kind of like, they have the best defense or one of the three best defenses in football. And, you know, as bad as their offense can be at times, uh, you know, the Steelers are a pretty good football team. Is that really all you have for this? this no, is, I have a lot more right, to say. I'm just trying to just trying to start. Yeah, this is dog crap. Trying to lube the joints a little bit. Okay, there's no lubing anything when it comes to this team because there is nothing that's going to be able to run up the middle to get you any type of penetration. Oh, they have no run game. That's what I'm saying. It's so disgusting. what am I working with? You're so Ben Roethlisberger. Uh-huh. He's a he's a point guard now. He's like Chris Paul. Yeah, and guess yeah, we what? talk about this. He's like Andre Miller. And so when Andre Miller or Chris Paul doesn't do well, guess what happens? They lose. They lose. And how many times have you seen really Big Ben tear it up this season? I mean, he's going to throw a ball like 55 times. He hasn't been tearing up anything, though, this season. He hasn't been that good this season. He's been okay. Not at all. I'm not he's saying been he's getting been getting away good, with wins. But he's That's been okay. That's all this team has done. It's just gotten away with crap. But they have such a good defense, though. It doesn't matter Who that much. Who cares? They are beating bad teams, and they're beating bad teams barely. It's a little embarrassing when, as a Dallas Cowboy fan, I'm sitting there going, Hey, the ref just screwed me. What the hell? Why would I be saying that the ref screwed me on a 10 and 0 team? I mean, they beat Baltimore twice. Who they beat cares? Cleveland I healthy. Hate Baltimore. You're proving my they beat, point. They beat Tennessee. They lost to Buffalo pretty good. Um, yeah. Uh-huh. I bet they did. I think, they, they, Buffalo, I think they swept the NFC Buffalo East this year, too. If gets to play against them, it's going to be like the guy in Wedding Crasher. Nom, 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 nom. I don't know. That's what he's going to do. Because that's what Okay, well how, do you, well, how do you think Cleveland's giving the ball against him, then? Well, uh, hello. His name is Kareem Hunt. The other one's name is Chubby. That's what they're going to do. Hey, Kareem Hunt, Chubb, do you want to be the receiver? Do you want to be the running back this go-around? I don't know. It doesn't freaking care. Because they're going to be able to destroy this. Baker, I don't think so. Baker, I think, is just going to have to play a simple game. If Baker plays a simple game, an Alex Smith game, they win this game. Well, Baker can't do that, though. I don't oh, think so at all. No, I disagree no, with No, because, now. again, like the thing about Pittsburgh's defense is that uh, you can't run the ball on them because how good their front seven is. Like Nobody's been able to run the ball on them at all this year. And like even in that game last week, you know, I think Chubb broke one big run that inflated their numbers, but... Hunt had a bad game on the ground. Chubb had a bad game on the ground aside from that one big run he had. And he, I think he had like two runs for 10 does. yards. Um, but like the way, the best way to attack them though is you run play action and you hold on to the ball to the very last second, hit some deep shots. But they don't have a deep shot wide receiver at all. And so it's been like a lot of crossing routes to Jarvis Landry. Um, they have to hope Roethlisberger throws interceptions, but he hasn't really done that that much this year. They don't have Olivier Vernon to create pressure against Roethlisberger. You have to hope they create a bunch of pressure on the interior or Miles Garrett, like it's a wide loop against Villanueva is able to punch the ball out. I just don't see like the ball. I don't see Cleveland being able to move the ball very well. And the other thing too is Kevin Stefaniski has COVID, so they even have their head coach this week also. Yes, which by the way, no matter what, that is a huge deal because 
I don't know, whatever somebody was saying that maybe he could have the uh still be able to play the calls over the computer yeah or whatever. i hope so but or just put them up Matt, in the Matt, booth in all honesty it's impossible and the only reason why i say that hackers as stupid so. as stupid and as silly as that or movie is that that may sound dude that's the god's honest truth like well, i don't understand why they can't like have him like wear a hazmat suit and go up in the booth and have his own little booth to well, sit in well, and they can disinfect him and disinfect it again. That I agree where I don't understand why you couldn't set up like a hazard tent. Yeah. Where he could be in Or just like put him up booth. in the booth. Yeah. You could make him a hazard tent. Like that's very I understand possible. That that Unless he can get, get up in the AC or something then I don't know. That's but fair. I think that's a big thing. And I think about Baker too is like that he calls the plays. That first matchup Pittsburgh got an early lead and now Baker is in the shotgun and now Baker is afraid, and now they're trying a quick pass, and now he's getting picked off, and now he's getting hit, and now the whole game fell apart. And I think that could happen in here too. And like Baker's gotten better in the pocket throughout this year. Like that Ravens game may be like a turning point in his entire career going forward, but there's still bad Baker there. Like that Jets game is a really good example where he has nothing open, and he starts moving backwards to the right with By his pants way. down, and then he gets strip sacked. And you're like, Baker, no. I, I thought you that. learned this. He's like, that's a bad Baker. He burnt my buns. Yeah, he burned his buns on that <laughs> he one. His buns. And like, but he he's been really good at times lately in the pocket. And like, that's good, Baker. That's a good set of rolls yeah, there. That's a good set of rolls. They're butter. But it's still every once in a while he forgets about that timer. You know, he doesn't let the dough set long enough, and then he gets crushed for. And so like, you can't do that against Pittsburgh though. Their pass rush is too I good. Agree. Um, the other concern I have, too, is like last week in that game, their interior pass blocking was really bad, and that was against Chris Wormley. Like, Chris Wormley devoured them, and that was a game where they did have T.J. Watt. They did have Cameron Hayward playing last week, and uh, with those two guys back, like, I just think it's a tough spot all for them. Like, I think everything stacked against them completely um, in that sense of it, too. Well, and I will agree kind of with that because no matter what, as a Cleveland person, I get that you're in the playoffs and everything, and I get, but it's like last week. Are you really cheering about that win? Is yeah, that something like I'm glad really, it happened for them. Yeah, I'm happy for it, them. Exactly. That's really more the positivity. But I don't want like, yeah, we just beat them. This, this. No, because as a Pittsburgh fan and as a Pittsburgh Steeler, as much as I don't, I want to pick against them, but depending on the spread, whatever you say. But with Pittsburgh, dude, you gotta feel confident. You got sure. to you gotta be like, well, look what they did against our other guys. Yeah. Who cares? We can take this with our first stringers. This is going to be easy. Mm-hmm. As a Steelers fan, you got to be feeling confident as a Steelers player. How can you not be, again, licking your chops? Yeah, for sure. And uh, the thing about Pittsburgh for the postseason, though, like aside from this game, but I mean, I guess this game counts too, but their vertical passing game is going to be the key if they're going to do anything this postseason. If they're going to make it to a championship game, and it has to be because of their vertical passing game. Like you saw it last week with Mason Rudolph. He was bad, but he was able to hit four deep passes. Um, and like Claypool got open on those vertical routes. Deontay Johnson got one. And I know I know um, Ward didn't play last week, so you have Robert Jackson and Terrence Mitchell out there instead. And they couldn't cover anybody on the outside. And like the Browns don't have a very good secondary. Like Andrew uh, Sandejo is on the COVID list. He's their starting safety. And, like, I don't know, it's really going to be up to, I think, Roethlisberger being able to make those throws 20 yards down the field. If he can hit those guys, those guys are so good they can get open, you know, there's a chance for Pittsburgh to be something this postseason. And this game is going to be very indicative of that. Like, if, if Roethlisberger's, like, overthrowing guys or throwing interceptions deep, there's no hope at all for them later on. And, um, and, like, they don't have to have that to win this game, 
But that's been the key for them to do some this postseason. All right, to touch on kind of this last thing, though, Matt, I'm kind of surprised with you. You haven't really touched on Miles Garrett here. Yeah. So you don't think that Miles in the Cleveland defense is going to be able to put some pressure on Big Ben? You, I'm, I'm very surprised with you right now here. Well, I said that was the I was in the middle of a tirade. I wanted, uh, I should have made that its own separate section. I yeah. said the one chance Cleveland does have to create some turnovers is Garrett going running around Villanueva just because he has such long arms. And so it's not necessarily he's going to sack Roethlisberger. It's that he's going to run something. around him and stick his arm out boy. and just tip the ball out of his hand, you know? And fat man. Yeah, he's a fat man. Yeah, Zeke's fat boy. He's um, a fat man. Yeah, he's, he's a monster. But like that's their, no, that's their yes. best chance for a turnover, though, is him going wide and around, just sticking his big old arm out. And like they have good interior pass rushers in Sheldon Richardson and Larry Ogunjobi. They lost Olivier Vernon, which is going to really hurt. Um, on the opposite side of it. So you can like slide your protections over to Gary and get more arms and legs on him. But like, yeah, like I think that's their biggest chance for a turnover there. And really like if Cleveland wins this game, it's because Chubb is ridiculous. Hunt's ridiculous. Chubby in the hunt. And it's possible, but again, it's not like I'm hunting the Chubby. They're not playing it'd be different they were playing Tennessee. The you know what I mean? Like it'd be different Cleveland was playing Tennessee. They're playing I don't Pittsburgh. In that. Like, and but I'm amazing. just saying like Pittsburgh has such a great Wait, front seven. I'm the reverse of you. I feel like that if they were playing Tennessee, I'm like, they have no shot. They're not going to be able to put up the points in order to beat Tennessee. Yeah, but Tennessee doesn't have a, like a good front seven I against them. You, in that but it regard. doesn't matter because I don't like the Pittsburgh offense to where I'm confident because to reverse yeah, what you're But that's where you and I are at odds here. If this was Cleveland going up against Tennessee, I'm laughing. And, well, and Cleveland beat Tennessee. Steelers that have not proven to me really anything. Yeah. And the times that I have watched, I have not been impressed. Dude. Juju looks like an idiot now. Well, he just and runs. Ne- he just runs crossing routes now. But I never wanted Juju to look like an idiot. But Antonio Brown was right. No, he called Boo Boo Smith Schuster. He was right. I'm not. I'm Antonio's not. right about everything. Stop it. <laughs> that is not what we're saying. The Joker is never right. See, this is what you're doing. You're causing chaos. Yeah, he's right about everything. The Joker causes chaos. Well, yeah, all Smith Schuster does now is run crossing routes. All Deontay Johnson runs his crossing routes, and then he runs vertical here and there. And all Claypool does is run vertical. Again, like if Roethlisberger can hit those deep passes, like that's the key to their postseason this year. And like they can win this game without it, but yeah. like their key for next week or the week after potentially, it's about it's all about that for them. Their deep passing game because their run game doesn't exist. It's, it's the worst. In football. We're not even talking about because if it's, you want, if it's you want not as bad as Houston's, but it's close. By the way, if you want my honest opinion. I wouldn't play, play McFarland. Con- I wouldn't play Carlin. Uh, Connor. Yeah, I wouldn't <laughs> either. McFarlane. I said Car- Carlin. Carlin. <laughs> yeah, don't play Connor. I really wouldn't. I play McFarland. He's I been their play best McFarlane back lately. Yeah. Actually, that's what I would do. I would just play them too. Yeah. And I'd go off of Sneed as my power, and I'd go off McFarland as my main. Well, it's funny because like the one run play they could run was that trap play with Matt Filer, where he would pull and he would just like hook the defensive end, and they run interior and they bounce it wide. That was the only play they could run. And then Fowler got hurt, and like, they just can't run that play anymore, which is weird. I hope James Conner has like 100 yards so I look like a jackass. He may. Yeah, but you know what? I don't think it's going to happen, though. So for this game, I'm going Pittsburgh at six-point favorites. I think Cleveland is too empty. What? I don't think Baker's good enough. I think it's. Uh, I think without Stefanoski, it's really tough. I also think that Pittsburgh's front seven is just as good as Cleveland's offensive line, as good as the run game is. If they fall behind, you're going to get Baker in the shotgun, spread out, Losing his mind. Ball is going to get picked off. He's going to get hit. Um, he's going to run into pressure. He's going to run out of bounds and throw stuff away. And so I'm going to go Pittsburgh. I think they win pretty resoundingly. I'll, uh, I'll say Pittsburgh wins 
you know, 27-19. Matt, this is disgusting. I feel like a real talk show with you. Because I have Cleveland in this. Yeah. Like, uh, what, what are we? We're on the opposite sides of the fence here. I'm well, loving you pick, this. You picked the first game because of spite and hatred. It's not spite and hatred. Maybe for your jersey, maybe what you're doing, like, looking at me with that jersey. I don't like it. The way you act, what you're doing. You like how things. I tuck it in the blue jeans? Yeah, it, it just <sighs> makes me sick all around. But I'm going with Cleveland here. I think that Cleveland's going to be able to have the defense to be able to put pressure on Roethlisberger, not to be able to have a lot of turnovers, but put pressure because this offense doesn't look good. And I think that Baker is a lot more confident when he's not being able to focus on Odell. Going back to my main point overall, I have Cleveland here. I have them at 28. I have the Pittsburgh Steelers at 23. Interesting. All right. It sucks that there's no fans at all. Time out. There's no fans. Well, I mean, like, there's 6,000 fans in the Buffalo game. Well, I know, but it's dude, a shame. Tell me it's not going to be rowdy. It may, like, the Cleveland games are actually, the Cleveland games are actually pretty loud. They started fights at the beginning of the season. It's like game two. They were the yeah, ones that Cincinnati. started the fight in Cincinnati. Yeah. But, like, week 17, though, that, um, the Cleveland Pittsburgh game is like, this is pretty loud. <laughs> there's a lot of people that are loud in here. Uh, it's going to be rowdy. I just wish there was fans for Buffalo, and I wish there were fans for, I wish the Tennessee fans are pretty good, too. The Pittsburgh fans are, I don't know. I don't like them a lot much. If but it was a snow game, you would have to allow fans because, you know. You can't get COVID in the you snow. Can't, you can't get anything in the snow. Nothing. You know you can get? Frostbite. That's it. Joining that exists Maybe. in the snow. Yeah, you got to be like naked. You have to really be trying to get it. Yeah, look at Mr. Deeds. Yeah, snow's sterile. Yeah, duh. All right. Healthy. So to recap, Indy, Buffalo, I have Buffalo. You have Indy. Baltimore, Tennessee. You have Tennessee. I have Tennessee. Cleveland, Pittsburgh. I Pittsburgh. You have Cleveland. That's the AFC Wild Card Round preview. Uh, after this, you have the NFC Wild Card Round preview. If you're and, clicking this, you better be continuing to part two. If not, I'll find you. Yeah, and if you're not, you're taking food out of my baby's mouth. Yeah, you know what? That's true. If you do that to Matt, I swear to God. <laughs> so until next time, I'm Matt Weston. Thank you for listening to Red Radio. Thank you for being on tonight, Taylor. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. Need a baby too.